Welcome to Cone and Kruger. I'm Grant Cone. That is Larry Kruger. You saw him walking in the back of my instant reaction video today. He didn't mean <laughs> to be there. It just worked out. Well, it was funny. Like every comment on that video was like, hey, would you hold the door open for Larry next time? Sorry, Larry. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. I noticed Good to that, see you. Uh, I noticed that there were during camp, there were a lot of young kids that would try to follow you to get in the back back room, uh, back shot there. That's you got to respect that. That's planning yeah. ahead. Okay. <laughs> So all offseason, the story was Nick Bosa. Maybe we didn't know it. We were focused on Trey Lance. We were focused on the backup quarterback. Really, the story's been the, the best player on the team. When we would ask the coach about it, he'd be like, no, nothing to see here. No problem. Expect it. It'll be fine. But then the general manager was like, we'd really like to have him three weeks before the season starts. Well, forget that. It's not even going to be a full week. He may not even play week one. This is officially entering debacle territory. Who's to blame? Uh, I don't know. I don't know who's to blame. I, we're not going to know until we see those terms. Cause if the terms are extraordinary, like to me, is there a chance they're asking for 140 million guaranteed? Or if this is over five or $10 million, man, I mean, it's to me, there's the fallouts much different in those two scenarios. So, um, you push this thing off for a year. You knew it was coming. He's, he's, he's at the top of the scale. So you knew you're going to set new records. You can't win every contract. So your options are sign him or trade him. Um, I would say, you know, and this sounds like it sounds knee jerk, but this has gone on a long time. It's now the 4th of September. I think it's really imperative in the next 48 hours that they either sign him or trade him. Make a decision. Be decisive. Either decide that you got to have him and, and get it done or move on from him, but don't, if you let this thing go week two, week three, week four, I mean, you're defeating the purpose of what the season was supposed to be about, which is, you know, be ready to roll full bore week one. I think this is a really interesting topic. Like, and the question is, will, will fans, who will the fans uh, blame? With When it was right. Debo last year, they blamed Debo. They, they, pretty much all had the organization's back. Like, who does Debo think he is? He hasn't proven it. He's being immature, yada, yada, yada. He had no momentum. He pretty much had to come back to the Niners with, the tail between his, with his tail between his legs and take what they offered. Bosa's not getting that treatment. Fans, I mean, some fans are kind of turned off by him. Some are. But I think most fans are saying defensive player of the year, Never complained, never opened his mouth, never requested a trade. You knew he was going to ask a lot of, for a lot of money. You said you budgeted for it. I think it, the longer this this goes, the more heat the organization takes for this. I think Bosa is, can actually like, – what did Chris Jones say he was going to do? Sit out until week eight? I think right. Bosa could do that. And if he did, the organization would take more heat than him. That's what I think. You know what would be interesting to, to as well is like at any point the organization hasn't necessarily said it but they've hinted that they're not going to find pay make him pay any fines at all. Will that tone continue if the holdout continues? Things get more acrimonious, will they still hold to that? Yeah, we're not going to find him in any way shape or form or do they then decide they want to? I don't I don't know what's going to happen here. And then at the I think at the end of the discussion, I think you also have to ask the question is there a walkaway price? I mean, to me, I think the fans will understand if he ha if he ultimately goes somewhere for some ridiculous, exorbitant price. 
what's the record right now in guaranteed money? 102 million. If he shoots past that by 35, 40 million dollars, and and you know winds up somewhere else, I think people will look at that and be like, wow, that was an awful lot of guaranteed money. And also will be predicated also on what they get in return if they were to move on from him. Because, you, you know, he's a great, great player. You have to get significant compensation back if you even cross the bridge to move him. And draft picks are not going to satisfy the fans because they've been sold that this is the Super Bowl year. Well, I think there's also a scenario where Nick Bosa sits out as long as he can without losing an accrued season. I guess that's seven weeks. And the Niners let him. And they let him play out his contract. And they franchise tag him next year. And they play that game. I mean, why just give That's him every really single... acrimonious, though, isn't it? It's already acrimonious. If Nick Bosa is going to tank the first half of the season so he can get every single penny he wants, then maybe the Niners have to you know, take drastic measures here. What I would also like to know is I'd like to know what the market is for him. I mean, John Lynch, I asked the question the other day, is there any percentage chance you would trade him before I could even get it out? He's like, no, absolutely not. Simple as that. And now is that a, is that a position that he's taking? Uh, at the time, or is, is he dug in on that? Because if he's dug in on that and Nick's side's dug in, Nick could miss a lot of time. Forget week one. He could miss half. He, he, as you said, he could miss a lot. of. Wait, what's the cutoff? When does he have to be here? Week eight? I think it's eight. Week eight. That's a nightmare. That's, you know, the, the other thing is, is that the way they built their line is they have their ones are dominating. And their twos and threes are not as talented quite as as they were last year. Um, and now if you take away that dominant figure and you don't have the depth, it's a double hit. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any scenario in which the Niners trade Nick Bosa. I mean, maybe you could say that they should, they should have. They could have traded him the way they traded DeForest Buckner like before the draft and gotten picks they could have used. But I mean, at this point, if John, after saying there's no scenario in which they trade him, if he turns around a week later and trades him, I mean, he might as well just resign while he announces the trade. Like, hey, Warrior that, fans that, are too familiar with that, uh, Grant. Mike Dunleavy yeah. said he, he wasn't going to trade Jordan Poole for four years. I think three days later he was traded. Yeah, well, Jordan Poole for show ain't Nick Bosa. Right. And Niner fans expect to have the defensive player of the year here, they expect to have the best player uh, on the team. Here, the Niners said they budgeted for it. They said he would be here. There's no way they're going to trade him. If you turn around and trade him, you might as well just resign at that point. I mean, they took heat for trading Trey Lance. It'll be 100 times hotter if they trade Nick Bosa. This is their guy. Second pick in the guy. draft. Pro bowler, mm -hmm. all pro, a future Hall of Famer. Yeah. You know how I many 97 jerseys I've seen on the way in from, from where I parked to get into my seat? It's like... There's so many 97 jerseys. There'd be people wanting re refunds on that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it would there would be an uprising, Ab absolutely. Yeah. But at the same time, what do you think? What What's your read on it? What's my read on it? I I, I yeah, don't I mean, think, do think the Niners. Do you think he's? I mean, if you had to guess, because right now we don't know. Is your guess that that he's that his agent sees the Niners just moved on from Lance? And is just trying to absolutely sock it to the Niners and asking for 130, 140, setting records well on, you know, beyond what's currently there. Or do you think that that you know the 49ers are being super cheap over five or six million dollars? I think Nick Bosa is being extraordinarily greedy and selfish. But I think 
that's the way his brother is. That's the way their family is. No disrespect. I mean, it's a business and they know how to play it and they're not going to give the Niners any breaks. And I feel like the Niners are acting like they're surprised. Like, you don't know who Nick Bosa is? Man, this ain't new. His brother's the same way. It's how they do business. They're not in the business of giving you breaks. So you should have known what his price tag was. You should have known it was going to be exorbitant. And you should have made up your mind about what you wanted to do months ago. But it feels like what they're going to do is let this drag on in the season. And I don't know if they thought they were going to win the PR battle with that one. But I think fans and media will just make will just blame the Niners and say, you guys are incompetent. You said you budgeted for this. You have money. You don't, you're not spending on a quarterback. There's no excuse for you not to give Nick Bosa's money. Um, he's going to win this negotiation. He's going to win this stare down, this game of chicken. And the only way that he doesn't is if the Niners like reel off a bunch of wins without him to start the season. They don't even win with him to start the season. So, no, nah, I don't think it's going to end well for the Niners. I think they're eventually going to give him what he wants. And they're not structured to not have him. I mean, no. in past years, you could argue they were. They had Arden Key and Ebukam and Amenahue and Willis and all these guys that, you know, theoretically could be starting four three defensive ends. What do they got now? They got they've they've got Drake who's had a good summer, but you're he didn't play a full com, you know full complement of snaps last year. Austin Bryant, Cleveland Farrell, um, Kerry Hyder. I mean they're they they've taken a step back in the depth quality of the depth at defensive end, and they're not prepared for Nick to not be there. No, absolutely not. Uh, truly unfair to ask Steve Wilkes to keep this defense where it was without. Nick Bosa. Now, maybe this offense is just so good, scoring 35 points per game, what they were doing last year with Brock Purdy, that they don't need to have Nick Bosa anymore. But I just can't imagine whoever announces that, hey, we traded Nick Bosa. It's like, fire me. Please fire. I just don't think fans would take that very well, even if... You'd have to win the deal, man. You'd have to get... How do you win it? Deal. How I do mean, you win it? Yeah, I mean, you know, let's. I was thinking Miami, okay? okay. He's going to Miami. Maybe you get Christian Wilkins, Jalen Phillips, and a first-round pick. Okay. Then at least you're getting three ones back. All those guys were ones. Okay. Um, Christian Wilkins is pretty expensive. Pretty going to be pretty expensive, right? He's expensive, yeah. but maybe not Bosa expensive. And yeah, um, Jalen Phillips. And then you have a little bit. You have two for one. If you go yeah. to the Jets, you could say, you know, give me uh, Will McDonald the fourth and one of their other edge rushers. They got about seven of them. And you could and, and a future first round pick. The Jets have a lot of money under the cap. Sala knows all about Bosa. I mean, everybody knows about yeah. Bosa, but you know, I mean, Sala appreciates Bosa. I'm sure. So, I mean, the There'll Jets be no fan support teams. for that. I'm just, I, I, well, I know oh, the fans no, could not a, get behind you it. Take a hit. I mean, and, unless, unless, yeah, you'd have to, you'd have, and those whoever you got. The only thing I'll say though, if you made a deal with the Jets and you've got two good pass rushers in a number one. It, I mean, then it's just a matter of what do you really believe in? Do you believe in depth or do you believe in because the guys they have behind Bosa right now are going to probably struggle a little bit. I mean, there's only one Bosa, so you're kind of gambling either way. But I mean, what are your options? What are your options? You it's, can either pay him or trade him. Those are your options. It's crazy. Like if the Niners thought there was any possibility that Nick Bosa might miss the first one to seven games of the season, they might have drafted an edge rusher before round five. But right. instead, they took a kicker who isn't ready and a tight end who isn't ready and a free safety who's going to start next year, maybe. Maybe this year. Maybe this year. Maybe but this week. Maybe not. We'll see. 
I don't know. It seems like they might have didn't see this coming. Yeah. No, I mean, it's... Um, I, anyway. I, I kept expecting them to add to the edge rusher group at all at every point. In the draft, after the draft, in minicamp, before camp, in camp, during the pre... They yeah. have not added anybody to that. I mean, Dalen Hayes, who they cut, Taco Charlton, who got hurt, um, Brandon, you know, Breland Speaks. But, I mean, nothing, no significant, no Jason Pierre-Paul, no Melvin Ingram, no Clowney, who's now signed, no Houston, who's now signed, no Nagakwe, who's now signed. All those guys were out there. Yeah, it's not hard to find edge rushers, which is the crazy thing. They're important, but they're abundant. Joe says, no Bosa Sunday is okay. D-line will rise up, set tone. Hey, from your from your lips to God's ears. Pissed off, brother Bob says, Larry was creeping on Grant after practice, picking a pickle. Nah, <laughs> I put I put Larry in a bad position. He was just living his life. Saul Goodman says the Bosa situation will result in front office firings. Telling you, it only makes them look bad, which is why I think they're going to cave sooner rather than later. No one's going to have their back on this. Is 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 who's who's the point man here? Is it Prague? Is Prague the point man on all 49er negotiations right now? Do we know who that I don't is? Know. Is it Lynch? Does it matter who the point man is? I mean, they're an well, organization. Well, because Prague's uh, you know got a reputation of being a very tough um, you know negotiator and the Niners get a lot of favorable deals with their players. Yeah. Did they really think they were going to get over on Nick Bosa? What are you going to say? Yeah, so you I mean, only you didn't win the MVP last year. Who the fuck do you think you are? Only the defensive player of the year? What a joke! Yeah, sorry. I mean, I just, it seems like he, he got, gambled on himself. He gambled yeah. on himself and he won, man. He gambled he on himself and he delivered. They should have known that he wanted the bag. Now the question is, are they trying to go crazy? And, it's like he and doesn't even live in know. Santa Clara. Why would he want to do the Niners a favor? Like, he doesn't even want to live out here. You got to really make it worth his while. Saul Goodman, the front office uh, knew the player Bosa could become when they drafted him. The fact that they didn't prepare for this contract is nothing short of malpractice. Yeah. This is, they're going to cave. They're going to cave probably Monday after week one, if not sooner. Ralph, Lynch, they're going to cave sooner. How about if you're going to cave, cave sooner? This is why the Boses aren't budging. They realize that they have pocket rockets. Okay? If you don't know what that means, that means they got two aces, and they're playing Texas Hold'em, and they're going to win. They're going to win the hand, most likely. Ralph says Lynch made a rookie mistake saying the budget for Bosa last year. Saying they budgeted for Bosa last year. Bosa side was like, good to know. Another botch job unless Bosa actually signs. Yeah, did you budget for this? Ricky Williams says, at this point, let's trade this guy. You can convince the Jets or another AFC team for a couple players. O-line, D-line, maybe in a high pick. He's not a quarterback, and this is a team sport. I want depth that wins Super Bowls. I just feel like it's hard to trade Bosa this year and make the team better right now. Hard to do. Almost impossible. Almost impossible. I mean, if they did it, it would be the luckiest thing. But, I mean, how about about Will McDonald IV, the rookie at Iowa State, um, Jermaine Johnson and a number one. Would you do that? Right. I mean, then at least you get riot. two. I mean, those are two number ones. It's basically three number ones. John Lynch could never show his face again in the Bay Area. <laughs> It'd be the least popular trade of all time. Harrison Hightower says, Grant and Larry, my favorite show of the week. Keep killing the coverage, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two titans of the industry coming together. 
Tyler says the Niners gave Alex Smith five years and only gave Lance four games. Yeah, beating the dead horse. We're going to let that one go for a while. Uh, Niccolo Credit says Bosa wants the money bag, not Super Bowl rings. Shocker! Markle Mark, Marky Mark says, TJ Watt sat out 2021 camp, signed his big contract. Yeah, but he didn't. He was there. He was holding in, not holding out. Bosa is on the other side of the country. So and, that's and Watt one difference. had a monster game, but you're as you you made the distinction, the important distinction. We know he's in shape, but it's not the same. Come on, we know it's not the same. What if what if you're, what if you pay, what if you give him the monster bag and and he breaks down in game one with some terrible soft tissue injury, and then you, then you then you really look bad. In the next five days, he's going to fly out here, sign a contract, practice once or twice, and then fly back across the country to Pittsburgh um, and play against a lot of travel. It's a lot of swelling in your extremities. It just seems like something the Niners don't like to do. I don't know. I doubt it. I don't see it. Rob, oh, hold on. Trade him. It's a QB league, says Dylan. Build O-line to help Purdy. Defense may not be the same, but it will hold up. Our defense carried us to the Super Bowl. Jimmy Salt. Look, I like. I, I feel this. I could agree with this. But if that's what you, – you decide this in March – you decide this last year. You don't make up your mind less than a week before the season. You're like, you know what? This is too much to spend on a defensive player. Like, revelation. Sorry. And and the entire theme of the offseason has been about be ready for week one. This is their year. This is their window. Blah, blah, blah. So, come on. Right? I mean, it's if you don't get this guy signed to week four, that's almost – that's almost as bad as as uh, not getting him signed. Period. You have to get him signed, and you got to get him signed on time. Yeah, it's like they've been starting slow three years in a row. If they start slow again because of the Bosa debacle, go on a run, get the, you know, have to start on the road, or they don't get a bye week, and they make it to the NFC Championship game and lose, and they're like, hey, maybe if we had Bosa the whole year, we would have won the Super Bowl. Like, that's not okay. You can't do that again for the third year in a row because eventually this window is going to end. McCaffrey's getting up there for a run. Like he's 27 now. That's it. For a lot of times, that's the end. How many more years will McCaffrey be the best running back in the league? Maybe two, one. Two, maybe two. Maybe. Yeah. It's like Trent Williams, same. Armstead, same. Hargrave, same. Time go is time. the essence. It is go, go time. time for the Niners. And if he's not there week one, and, you know, in a in a league now where only one team gets the bye, and only one team gets the NFC Championship game at their place, and it's a two team conference, it's almost like giving it to Philadelphia. Yeah, Rob Claussen says 140 million guaranteed would be insane. He's injury prone, could kill the Niners' chances at chances at the Super Bowl. Grant strategy perfect, franchise tag him, make him play. That's what be the Niners might want to do because if in their their attitude is why, why should they just capitulate completely and give a player exactly what he wants. There's got to the be something they can tag? do. What is it? It's less big, than whatever it? the hell it is. Less than whatever the hell he's asking for. Yeah, but it, but it would be more this year, though. Think, uh, right? Well, he's under contract this year, so he'd play out his fifth-year option, and then he'd get tagged next year. Uh, so basically just demand that he be back and then tag him. I'm sure that's going to make yeah, him feel really be a, good. It, that well, almost guarantees he's leaving. Or the other option is just give him everything he wants. In which case, they should have done it months ago so they oh, can win the Super Bowl. David, and again, that, that's most people are going to say that. Like The Niners aren't going to get much sympathy here. David says the team has the real deal Brock Purdy and the next Steve Young and Sam Darnold. The Niners scoring 40-plus points every game. Bosa needs to understand this. Funny. 
Saul Goodman says, cynical theory, the Niners thought they'd win a Super Bowl with Bosa on rookie contract and then would trade him and never actually plan to resign him. That's very cynical. I, don't, I can't go there. Yeah, seriously. I can't. Goodness. Pissed off, brother Bob says, uh, Larry Carroll's, <laughs> Larry carries Kyle's water, but what the, what WTF with kicker and Bosa inept? No, no, no. Matthew Wright, he's going to be great. He's going to win the game for them this Sunday. Don't worry. He's got experience cooking it, kicking at Heinz. Got experience. Tinker says, so the Niners, what is going on? Do you ever like, I'm sorry, Spotify started playing in my ear. Tinker says, so the Niners don't get under salary cap, then what? Fines what? Are they not in the salary cap right now? They are under the salary cap. I think 8.4 under. Okay. Chris says, too late to trade him now. Got to write the check. That's what I'm saying. You can get mad at Bosa. You can say he's being unreasonable. Whatever. It's too late. It's too late. It is too late. Because even if you got a great return and it was players that were ready to play, you still have to, you know, you're still not starting fast because they're, they got to acclimate to your system. So, yeah, I mean, there's no way. And if you get draft picks, that's a lose, right? Come on. Uh, yeah. Flave says, I would think there's value in considering uh, the team and appreciating they played a part in you being in this position. Be beloved by Niner fans for eternity and getting advertising deals if you need more money. I'm sorry. Did you just meet the Bosa's? Is, are they... Are people surprised? Come on. I don't understand this. Ask Charger fans. They will tell you. Who had the They'll record? Who had the record for most guaranteed money before Nick? It was Joey, Joey. no? Joey. Yeah. Juan Torres says we should trade Bosa, Debo, and Kittle to rebuild this team. Bosa doesn't show up in the playoffs. Kittle and Debo don't stay healthy. It's not that easy. Yeah. If you tried to trade Debo right now, you'd get mostly dead cap, right? You'd be giving him away. You wouldn't get cap space. And when you get picks, it doesn't. You never wade into that equation. Is the failure rate of picks? I mean, if you don't know the failure rate of picks, look at the the Kinlaw Buckner trade. You're gonna hit some. <laughs> you're gonna miss some. Yeah, the that's the is. thing. If you want to trade Bosa risk. for for picks, like look at the people you've picked in the first round in your regime. Like no one has gotten a second contract yet. And if Bosa goes, it'll still be absolutely no one. Right. The streak continues. Yeah. The streak continues. Uh, Larry, who is the Niners' number one weapon on offense? Um, maybe the guy who's going to have to go if the Niners cave to Bosa, and that's Brandon Ayuk. I'm not saying he has to go this year, but they maybe don't get to sign him long term if they give Bosa some $140 million guaranteed. Yeah. So I say Ayuk. Ayuk is their number one weapon. It's interesting. To me, I feel like it's McCaffrey if he stays healthy. I think McCaffrey, if he plays all 17 games, he's going to get the ball so freaking much. The whole offense goes through him. The quarterback is prone to throw it to him. He could be the offensive player of the year, go for 2,000 yards from scrimmage. I mean, he could be like, he could have a historic season up there with Jerry Rice and Roger Craig. But I don't really expect McCaffrey to stay healthy. He's had an issue with that, and the Niners, I think, are going to be a little over-aggressive with him. And I'm going to, I feel like Debo is going to have a surprisingly good bounce back year. And I, I love IU, but I feel like the quarterback and the scheme is a little bit more tailored to what Debo does. It's more of a yak scheme. It's more of a short passing scheme. And that's Keep him. Keep the ball out of the air. Yeah. yeah. And he's yeah, in great I, shape. I mean, you have to admit though, man, Ayuk has had. Oh yeah, for sure. For, the for sure. He goes he really high, has. he goes low. He's, 
he acts he like does. every ball in the air is like I love know, Brandon Ayuk. Be his. I mean, he's no doubt. He definitely, he's going to have a big year. I would. They're going to go that. to him a lot on third down. They're going to go to a lot of him in, in the end zone, and he's going to get big plays too. But I just feel like Debo's going to have a bounce back year. He's going to yeah. be better he's than last year. And if McCaffrey goes down, that's the key. If McCaffrey plays the whole year, Ayuk might have a better year than Debo. But if McCaffrey goes down, they're going to have to go back to Debo and get him to do a lot of the stuff he was doing a couple years ago, a lot of the stuff that McCaffrey does now. That's the, that's the kicker, is if McCaffrey goes down, Debo kind of has to save him like he did two years ago. He can. We'll see. They got, we'll I'll see. say this. That between McCaffrey, Debo, and Ayuk, they got three guys that all, to me, look like they're going to maybe have their career year. So that's that. If you like the Niners, to me, that's where you start. That's where it starts right there is those three guys look prime for bust out years. Who knows? Maybe they can score 35 a game and, and you know, the Steeler team and we, you know, I mean, I watched them last year, Grant, they didn't score a lot of points. I think they were 26 yeah. in points per game. Yeah. So maybe yeah. if the Niners can score 28, maybe they can beat a team like the Steelers easily. Yeah. Okay. I got a, a bonus question for you. You're not prepared for it. I didn't tell you he was going to be on the show, but I'm bonus. hitting you with it right now. Bonus. Bonus. Name the player who will take the biggest leap forward this year on the Niners. I'm not prepared. Oh, no. Um, biggest leap. I'm going to say Drake because he okay. barely could get through the year last year. And man, I think there's a chance that he could be like, you know, a guy who has double digit sacks. I mean, you got a you know a ten sack guy. I think he he's got ten sack potential to me if he plays the full season. Uh, he's stronger. He's got great bend, great motor. Um, I think their DBs are a little bit better. There'll be some coverage sacks this year. I I think Drake could be the guy. I like it. I like. It. I'm going to go with a third year player instead of a second year player. I'm going to go with Diamador Lenore. I think this guy's a really interesting story. I mean, he was a fifth-round pick in the same draft as Ambry Thomas. Like, he took Ambry Thomas's job. Kind of the way Brock Purdy took Trey Lance's job. Lenore took Ambry Thomas's job. It was supposed to be Ambry. Lenore's supposed to be a little too small, a little too this, a little too that. But he's the guy who worked. He's the guy who grinded. He's the guy who's been steadily improving. And I think you saw how much better he was at the end of last year than he was at the beginning. At the beginning... He was giving up big plays, getting mossed a little bit. By the end, you could argue he was the best cornerback on the team. Yeah, It felt like Chavarius Ward's confidence dipped a little bit down the stretch. He was the one giving up big plays. And Lenore was the guy like, throw at him at your own risk because he just might pick you off. I want to see if that continues. I think it might. He had a really good, really good training camp. You were there. And I think this could be the year where he starts 17 games. And if he's not a pro bowler, he might be like, deserving of it because he was a shutdown corner like the last five, six weeks of the season last year. Lenore. I think that's good. And I'll, I'll, I mean, to me, the exciting part is Womack's right there with him, you know, right there. Now they're a little bit different. Uh, Lenore's a little stronger. Womack's probably a little quicker, um, but they're right there. Both those guys play really good. They mirror up and down the field at a pretty high level. They they're ready mm-hmm. to play a lot, you know, good football. And if Ambry Thomas and um, you know can come of age and Mooney Ward can stay healthy, that they got a nice they got some nice cover guys there. It's a much better secondary than it's been in the past. I think potentially. I think so too. I'm just curious to see what I, I, it's got to be Womack. I don't trust Ambry. 
Don't know what it is. He might, maybe he's better in games than in uh, practices, but in practices, it feels like Womack is better than Embry. In games, I don't know. Womack seems like he gives up long catches, but he's there. He's right there. And then it's a long catch. So I, I don't know. A little concerned, but I'm not concerned about Lenore. I think he's going to make a big leap forward. Let's talk about the run defense. Yeah. Is it, it does it exist? Can the Niners stop the run anymore? This is a big issue. I mean, I think it is. Um, you know, it was weird. I asked Shanahan about it, and he's like, I said, Do you are you concerned about your run D? And then he goes on to say, Well, if it was based on the preseason, then yeah, he'd be concerned yeah. about his run D. Yeah. Because he didn't like the way they they were they defended the run in any of the three games. He didn't like it in the Raider game either. I said the last two games they gave up six and a half a carry. Um so, you know, but he also cited last year's run D, but last year's team was a little bit different. And that last year's team had Ridgeway. Um, I, I, to me, I, outside of uh, Armstead, everybody else is kind of a one-gap penetrator, get-up-the-field mm-hmm. guy. Kinlaw probably should be a stay-at-home, you know, plug-the-run, kind of a, you know, middle-of-the-field play, middle player because he's not a pass not. rusher. But he just doesn't come off blocks. So it just kind of he, – he absorb blocks – an offensive lineman, but he relies solely on the linebackers to make plays around him or his other defensive linemen. So, I mean, they're, I think they're challenged against the run and right in the A gap. And this week you get Najee Harris might be the best power back in the game. Warren is really short, hard to find, very powerful. Um, and they can threaten the edges with speed and McFarland. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough day to defend the run for the Niners for sure. What do you? What's your uh, scouting report of Najee Harris? His numbers aren't good. I mean, he's a great guy, but and he's got a prototypical body for the game. But he just he he doesn't he doesn't have a lot of speed, right. and there's not tons of elusiveness. And he right. you know it, where other guys can run around, he kind of tries to run through. So the durability factor is going to be a concern. I mean, I love the kid. I mean, I just think he's the one, you know, you know, the story about how he had his draft party at the Richmond Boys Club and he was homeless for a while. His agent, Doug Hendrickson, is a buddy of mine. I've had him yeah. on the radio two or three times. I mean, I love him. I absolutely love him. But as a back, um, I thought he was going to be more elusive. And he's, you know, he's he's more of a he's more of a you know power back than anything. You know who he kind of reminds me of? Maybe this is too much, but Trent Richardson. Remember Trent Richardson? Yeah. That's Alabama, really, that's third pick thing. in the draft. It's just like, you were great in college, man, but you're not Derrick Henry. You were a product of the Alabama system, and you're kind of terrible. I, I don't know. We'll have to see about not If they can't stop Najee Harris, then no, they can't stop the run. I know. Najee runs upright. He's not the most elusive tackle. He's sitting uh, duck. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, they should light him up. They should, they should absolutely pound Drake him. Drake Greenlaw they should, should light him up. Him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I expect. You know, I, I, I mean, watch, yeah, I did watch him in the preseason, and he didn't carry it a lot. They use McFarland a lot, who's super fast. They throw it to that fullback Connor Hayward. Uh, Fryer Muth is a really sticky uh, receiver, and then they added Allen Robinson. Uh, and Pickens has come of age, and their number one guy is Deontay Johnson. So, um, you know, I mean, Pickett was was good in the preseason, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. It was a very small sample size. He only played five series, but it resulted in five touchdowns. Oof. Yeah. Oof. 
It's playing pretty Oof. good right now. All right, let's take a little break to acknowledge my sponsor. Nice. BetUS. Uh, if you want to make any wagers for this upcoming season, BetUS is the place to do it. Check out the uh, well before you let's 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 show you how it works. This is what the this is what the website looks like. And let's say you want to wager on over under uh, interceptions for 49ers. Let's check out uh, Hafunga. Over under for Hafunga two and a half. Even two and a half. for the over. Wow, that's two and a half. Mean Minus one thirty for under. No, for for the season. Oh, for, for the entire season. season. You want over saying. under Talanoa two and a half. I'll go over. I'm going over too. I think he's about to have a big time season. Okay, well, to Sean Gibson. Last year, last year, um, Hafanga had 97 tackles, two sacks. He had four picks last year. Yeah. So I mean, you wouldn't get it. I mean, you're, the money line is even on over two and a half. Gibson also over under two and a half. If you get over, it's minus one ten. What are you thinking? Over under to Sean oh, Gibson. Well, first of all, if he's healthy, he had five last year. He's got a he's, he's a machine. A, he's got thirty four or something like that in his career. He's a ball hawk. Definitely going over. Okay, last one for the 49ers, Traverius Ward over under one and a half. Ooh. <laughs> that's a that's that's a tough one. one. That's a I, tough one. I'm gonna be, be cynical had, here and go under. Well, he only had one last year. He plays with his back to the defense. I mean, to the offense. He plays a lot of man-to-man coverage. He's really good at breaking up the pass, but I feel like he's not. I mean, historically, he hasn't been that guy who intercepts a lot of passes. I'm going under. It's one and a half on the year, though. I got to go over. I mean, got to. Come on, it's a lot of games. They got a hell of a pass rush, man. They got Bosa if he's healthy. If they signed, you got Hargrave. They're going to put a pass rush. Mooney gets two. All right. Well, if you want to make any of those wagers or you want to bet on the Niners money line entering the game week one, check out BetUS. There's all kind of bets, props. Use the link in the description and they will match your first uh, bet 125%. BetUS, thanks for sponsoring. All right. Let's talk. Let me get this off the screen. Boom. Cool. Who will start at free safety week one for the 49ers? Because to Sean Gibson, he spoke today at his locker. He hasn't been practicing. He says he's fine. He says he's going to play. What's going on here? He hasn't practiced in what, 10 days? Something like that. It's been a while. What's the injury? Do we know? Um, the, He didn't say. Just, just said, you know, nicks and bruises. But he says he's okay. Hmm. Well, you know what? Um, I'd say tomorrow's a big day. Or tomorrow's an off day. Wednesday's a big day. Wednesday's a big day. Because um, Gibson, I mean, you know, based on what I've seen, it looks like Jair Brown's going to start opposite of Fonga. Wow. He's the guy playing in practice. It's true. So well, until that changes, I would say it's Jair. And wouldn't that be exciting? Penn State kid coming back to uh, PA week one, playmaker. Guy had a ton of picks last year. Well, it's interesting. Like, it'll be a story. You never know what a D coordinator wants to do. A new D coordinator. Like, I feel Robert Sala loved Jimmy Ward, but then when D'Amico became the defensive coordinator, like D'Amico was much more of a Deshaun Gibson guy. Like, I think Sala liked having Ward and Tart, two guys who could cover man to man and tackle really well. But D'Amico wanted more. Like, he wanted more um, ball production. Ball production, which is cool. Well, they were scarred by the Tart. 
dropped yes, they were. me in the Ram game. This all yes, stems from the Tart drop because they they had terrible ball skills for years with Tart they and did. Ward, and they were fine because they wanted linebacker like guys who could run and cover and hit. And but then the league changed, and the big hits started to become penalties. And then all of a sudden, hey, you want guys who make picks. But big picture, all I'm trying to say is that coordinators have their favorites. And we don't know who Wilkes likes. All we know is that he inherited Tashawn Gibson and he wanted Jair Brown. He's right. new. He handpicked Jair Brown. So he's probably a little bit more invested in Jair Brown. And if he thought Jair Brown's ready, then he's going to play. Maybe they're not trying to you know, embarrass Gibson or maybe Gibson's going to start. I would think he's going to start because they always seem to favor vets over young guys. But a new coordinator, maybe it's a new philosophy. I also was very surprised at the cutdown that they went with uh, Isaiah Oliver over Deshaun Jameson. Jameson was clearly the better cover guy, I thought, almost all summer long. But you know what? If you're going to hold Wilkes' feet to the fire at the end of the year, if it doesn't work, you probably got to defer to some of his choices you know, as you go. And I think Oliver may have been one of his, one of been, may, may have been one of his guys. Yeah. So Miles Hartfield, Oliver, Zane Gonzalez, a bunch of ex Panthers or, or not necessarily Zane Gonzalez, but people who worked with Wilkes that he seemed to have recommended. Anyway, maybe Jair Brown will, uh, redeem him running backs, running back splits week one. How do you think it's going to break down? Um, well, I mean, okay, so it sounds like they want to kind of soft play or slow play McCaffrey. So maybe it's going to be, you know, a little bit more distributed than we think. I mean, you know, McCaffrey looked incredible in minicamp. And if it was based on how he looked in minicamp, I would think that he's going to get the lion's share of the touches. But then in the preseason, man, we sure, sure saw a lot of the other guys. And Mitchell's finally healthy. Um I, my guess is that week one we'll see Matt McCaffrey and Mitchell and maybe hardly at all of Mason and TDP. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see Mason and TDP for a while. Mason's kind of hurt. TDP Fumbled was not. Times. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see them unless – because they also have Debo, and he's going to need to have maybe not carries from the backfield but extended handoffs and jet sweeps and stuff. Like he's going to have carries on the stat sheet. So I would think – it's going to be 15 carries for McCaffrey. Any more than that would be irresponsible week one. 15 for him plus eight targets. What about Ray Ray? Is he going to get yeah, yeah. So, so like you get 15 for Christian, then you go 14 or 15 for Elijah. There's 30 carries right there, and you sprinkle in a few more. couple yeah. for Brock Purdy on scrambles, three for Debo, one for Ray Ray if he's playing. Yeah. That's about it. That's how I would do it. I think it should be a fairly even split between Mitchell and uh, McCaffrey if they're healthy. Not in terms of snaps, but in terms of carries. Because Elijah does average like six yards a carry. He did last year. Well, one of the things we saw a lot in camp was them throwing it short to their backs. So maybe that means they'll throw it a lot short to uh, McCaffrey. I think if they get a lead, it's going to be Elijah Mitchell. Because you know that's the guy they tr- that's the guy Kyle he doesn't trusts. Yeah. he doesn't fumble yeah he doesn't fumble he runs between the tackles but I mean I'll say this I was talking to Willie Sneed today at his locker and he's like when he when I played in Baltimore he said he's like every time we played the Steelers it was a ice bag game he's like they're a hard hitting physical football team and you can just bank that it's gonna be it's gonna be a violent hard hitting game and I watched every one of their preseason snaps 
against Buffalo, Tampa, and Atlanta, and it is a hard-hitting group of guys. And they they also have this kid named Nick Herbig, who's kind of they got Highsmith who had double-digit sacks. They got T.J. Watt who had double-digit sacks. Now they got this kid Herbig, and he looks phenomenal out of Wisconsin. So it's gonna be a tough deal for McKivitz and Trent. No question, no question at all. Uh, what do you think George Kittle is gonna play in Week One? George Kittle availability in question. Well, I mean, he's got the adductor. I mean, I mean, I didn't see him in the locker room today, but um, you know, I mean, I think is Ray Ray going to play? Is Kittle going to play? Um, I don't know. I mean, Kittle's not practicing right now, so and that to me is a major, major loss because um, what do you got? What do you got? I mean, I'd, I'd probably lean on Braden Willis, but he's a rookie in week one, so that's on the road. So that's that's you know. The tall ass. It's not looking good. I don't think he's going to start in this game. That's another reason that this game is going to be dicey. He didn't start week one last year. He missed the first two weeks last year. This has sort of been Kittle's thing. It's a little disconcerting because he hasn't played football yet, and these are soft tissue injuries, and they need him. But he'll probably be back eventually. But I think they got to go slow with him, right? It's a long season, and he's almost 30. they got to be really careful with him. It's going to be tough. because I mean, what delicate. Do you, who, who do you uh, go to? You got a Dwelly, oh. you got a Warner. All Warner's day. not a great receiver. Dwelly. Don't ever throw to Warner. Yeah. I mean, no, you got to be Dwelly. Maybe Willis. Maybe Willis. Maybe Willis. Maybe Willis. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Willis. I, like uh, I got Willis. something I like Willis. out of left field. Well, I'm going to get there in a second. Do you think the Niners are going to blitz Kenny Pickett like crazy if Bosa doesn't play? Um,. I do think that Wilkes feels like he's got more coverage ability. You know, the old saying is you play zone. If, if, you, if you match up, you play man. If you don't, you play zone. Right. And if you, if you do match up and you're playing man, you got a better chance to blitz. Um, I think we're going to see a little bit more man-to-man and a little bit more blitzing. Yeah. I mean, in the, in the slot, they have Allen Robinson. No one's scared of him. So maybe even Isaiah Oliver can hold his own. Sorry, Isaiah. But he had a rough offseason. Maybe Isaiah Oliver won't be an issue in this game. And then on the outside, Lenore and Ward against Deontay Johnson and George Pickens could be a good matchup. So maybe they should be blitzing in this game. Maybe they should bring pressure and trust their DBs. The two guys that I would love to see blitzing in this game would be Lenore off the slot and Dre Greenlaw. Because Greenlaw just, I, you know, he's he's and it, you know, I, I'm I'm wondering also Flanagan fouls another guy when he sees it, man, he really shoots gaps and goes. But I think Wilkes kind of likes this group as far as their ability to hunt quarterbacks, and I think they're going to struggle without Bosa to produce a pass rush. So you may need, you may see them feature, you know, linebacker blitzes Grant on third downs just to generate pass rush. I mean, I think that's probably what you got to do because what, what, what do a defensive coordinator say? If you, if you, if you don't, if you can't get there with four, bring five, if you right. can't get there with five, bring six, it, it's not acceptable to just hang back and not have a pass rush and hope for the best because the best won't happen. You got to get a pass rush somehow generate and, it, and manufacture exactly. it. And, and Pickett's you young. Pickett's young. He yeah. finished fast and he had a great preseason, but just don't give him the same look. Give him different looks. Give him a myriad of looks. Make him think a little bit. The one thing I didn't see them do that that great in the preseason is for a team that has Najee and Warren, they didn't run the ball between the tackles 
like like you would think. So I'm, you know, we'll see we'll see what it looks like Sunday. But I thought Pittsburgh would run it better than I saw him run it this preseason. He was throwing it well, though. I mean, he's got weapons and he was throwing it around, and their D looks good. All right, I want to come back to the Bosa thing one more time before we um, finish up. I got a theory about this. I'd like to know yours, but let me, I'll start with mine. So it feels like something broke down. They did, they said they budgeted for this. They acted so casual. It, it sounds like something went sideways, and they didn't explain why. They haven't been really like negotiating through the press. But I can only think, you mentioned who's the point man on this. Parag. He's tough. Well, it, it's, it could be Parag. It could be John Lynch. The Niners as an organization are really tough. And if they're really trying to play hardball with Nick, there's one thing you can bring up. What is it? The injuries. The injuries. Nick, you're an injury risk. Nick, you missed a season in 2020 with a torn ACL. You missed a season in 2018 at Ohio State with a torn uh, stomach. Stomach, and, and you tore another ACL in high school. Like, you're an injury risk. This is factual. And we have to take that into consideration. We can't just overlook that because you were the defensive player of the year. Because when you don't get hurt, you're great. Knowing the Niners, they probably said that to him. I'm just guessing. And knowing Nick Bosa, he didn't take that well. I think if the, if the Niners tried that, then Nick Bosa would say, all right, well, um, I'm offended. And now I'm not going to do you any favors. It's going to be 100% on my terms. And I'll sit out multiple weeks to prove it. That would make sense to me if that happened. That's the only thing that can actually explain this to me. But I don't know. What do you think? I think it's a game. Of, I think it's a high stakes poker game of chicken. And who's going to blink first? And it's probably going to be the Niners. And it's probably going to be in the 11th hour. He's probably going to get signed Friday. And they're going to try to throw him out there on Sunday. And then cross your fingers he doesn't get hurt. So that would be my guess. Um, I I do think they'll get it done. I do think they'll wind up caving. Um, but I, you know, what also, as far as you said, what changed? The only yeah. thing I can see changing, Grant, because like what happened in the midst of these negotiations? The 49ers went through a PR situation by having to trade Trey Lance and don't look particularly good in the process of doing it, uh, regardless of uh, what you think of Trey Lance, either if you, you like him or didn't like him, they still sold really low. Um, so they didn't get a lot of value, and they wound up trading him to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and who knows? Maybe the agent read that and said, you know what? They're not going to trade two two picks that they made in the top three uh, within two weeks of each other. It's disaster PR. So now we're just going to ask for the moon. Now we're going to want every penny guaranteed. Now we want sort of $110 million guaranteed. We want $150 million guaranteed. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Also, all I'll say is this, is if on the back end we find out this is over, it doesn't matter if he signs today, tomorrow, or in two weeks. The Niners will look really bad if it, if it was over a couple million dollars. If it's like, okay, they settled and it's like $145 million guaranteed, then at least you know that it was just, you know, they were asking for the moon and it was, you know what I mean? If it's just a couple million dollars, either way, they could look really, really bad really cheap to make it go this long. But you got to think that they they knew this was coming, Grant. They gambled on, you know, they basically he gambled on himself and he won. He won the defensive player of the year. He had 18 and a half sacks. He stayed healthy. He was absolutely dominating. Uh, he lifted the entire team and now you got to pay him. Now you got to pay him as simple as that. 
Um, and to me, I think the I really believe the timing matters. So it's like you got to pay him or you got to move on, but you can't just sit there and hold him for you know eight weeks as he sits out. I mean, that to me is just would sabotage the season and sabotage their chances dramatically because it would probably almost guarantee that they wouldn't play that championship game at home if they can get that far. All right, let, let me come back to my point real quick, though. It's a, just a theory, but if it's possible if the Niners tried to play hardball and they brought up this point like kind of ambushed with Nick Bosa at the negotiating table, like Nick says, I want something outrageous. And the Niners are like, can't believe it. Okay, we got to bring out the big guns. We think you're an injury risk. If that's the first time they broach that subject, that just feels like a really messy way to go about things. If you think he's an injury risk and you're uncomfortable paying him what you think he's going to eventually ask, man, you got to trade him just like you traded Buckner. It's too much for one person. You don't fully believe. You got some questions. You got some reservations. Then you make you have that conversation in March internally and trade him before you get to the negotiating table. It just It just feels messy. And it feels like they made this in trying to play hardball. They made him more expensive. That's the way it's like. They're going to lose this. It's they're going to lose this. If he's not out the there week one, they lose. Yeah, the timing is terrible. It, yeah, they can't. You know, look at it this way: they can't win. How do they win? They sign him, and if it's just marginally more, they're going to look. Yeah, they're going to save money, but they're going to look really cheap. If they sign him and it's massive amounts more then they don't have them really 100% for week one, and they're probably kissing off Ayuk in the offseason. If they don't sign him, you know, and they trade him now, even if they got some awesome package, if it's draft picks, they lose because it's the, the they're in their Super Bowl window. You don't trade a superstar player for picks inside your Super Bowl window. And if they get some great players, they lose because those players don't know their system, and by the time they're up to speed – um, you know, the season's um, six weeks old. So, I mean, it's like there's they only, as this thing is dragged out, they don't have a way to look good. They really don't. No, and I think that's, again, why we're seeing Nick Bosa being so, part of the reason we're seeing Nick Bosa being so staunch. I'm not moving an inch for you. Oh, we're $2 million apart? Fine, $2 million. What's that, one of the best parts, I'm going to start cursing a little bit, and I know we're simulcast, but one of the best parts of Goodfellas is that little interlude where he talks about, oh, something happens, you couldn't make, fuck you, pay me. That's what Nick Bosa's saying. Oh, 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 you didn't have it? Oh, it's a lot of money? It's more than you, fuck you, pay me. And if you don't like it, I'm not playing week one. So I don't know, man, it seems, you said the word acrimonious? Yeah, it seems acrimonious to me. That's my best guess, like right now. Like it's been acrimonious. I don't know. Well, you know, I'll say this though. Lynch either knew it was going to be acrimonious or um, because he, he he laid down the ground rules early on. We're not going to talk about you guys. You're not going to talk about us. And at least the Niners are holding up their end of the bargain, and it appears that Bosa's side has as well. Now, what does that mean? Yeah, but. That, that yeah, but. I usually think that these sides are having a, a, a productive exchange of ideas and working towards a positive conclusion, but it hasn't come together. And now it's September the 4th and the opener is six days away. Kyle Shanahan has kept his mouth shut. Whenever he's asked about it, he's like, yeah, I'm not surprised. This is nothing to see here. Everything's fine. Lynch is different. Lynch is like he earlier. He said, yeah, he's not here, but I want him here three weeks before uh, season starts. Well, that didn't happen. And he was asked about it after the last preseason game. He's like, are you cool with this? Kind of like how Kyle's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Lynch is like, no, 
I'm uncomfortable. This is not what I wanted. So that's different. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like and Lich Wilkes, is giving us more. Yeah. And Wilkes has been kind of with Kyle. Like, I, I just work here. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not, it's above my pay. Didn't he say it's above my pay grade or something? Right. Like that? No, Lich um, is the one guy who said, like, no, this is not what we want. This is not right. how we, this is not the type of precedent we want to set. We're proud of the fact that we don't do this. Lynch. So I don't know. I feel like he's the general manager. He's in tr- he's responsible for this. And it's again, Kyle can shrug his shoulders and be like, I don't know. But Kyle, Lynch can't. And I, this already, like, any games he misses is going to make these this front office look bad. So they might know, as what, well just cave. What did you, you make of Kyle's statement the other day when he's like, they were, he was asked, like, literally within the last four or five days, are you surprised by this? He's like, no, this is pretty much what I expected. So maybe, I mean, he... And if that's true and that's an authentic comment, then he expected this thing to basically go the entire the entire deal all the way down to the wire. I mean, that's that's what you expected. I mean, that's just bizarre that, you know, then the dialogue that they've described this negotiation doesn't really fit. If you thought this was going right down to the wire, unless you believe that that's just Bosa's agent's reputation. And I don't know his reputation. I, look, all I can—I I really respect John Lynch, like him personally, respect him. But he doesn't look good right now because of what he said last year. He said, "Oh, we budgeted for this. Oh, we budgeted for this. Like, right. oh, we're gonna get this taken care of." Like, yeah, but it seems like you didn't. It seems like you went. You should have had this all figured out. He was a defensive player of the year. You should have been able to figure out he's gonna need a little bit more than the last defensive player, like a little bit more than T.J. Watt. You should be able to figure that out. And you're like haggling. I don't know. It looks messy. It looks messy and unprofessional. So they could all, they could sign him tonight and get it right in at the buzzer. But saving that starting to look really messy and unprofessional. One other thing that, you know, to me, if you're going to send a consistent message, you sent a message to your fans when you went with Brandon Allen as the third string quarterback over Trey Lance. What was that message? The message was that incremental advantages in the right now mean more to us because we're all about the W and we're all about winning in 2023 this upcoming season. Well, if you, you know, that's great. If you want to be like, Hey, they didn't have time to develop this young uh, talented quarterback. They had to go with Brandon. Now as the third guy, because they're all in a win in this year and he can help them win this year. And even like we're trading Bosa. Yeah. Even their announcers at, at different points have been like, Oh, you know, there, there are, you know, who would you rather have in the fourth quarter of a trailing game, Trey Lance or Brandon Allen? Wouldn't you rather have Brandon Allen? Okay, so if everything's about this year and winning right now, then you got to get post sign on time. Otherwise, on you look time. bad. Yeah, I that. agree. I agree. Run that time. All right. Chris says this is more ineptitude from the front office. Bosa hasn't put them over the top, and he's at the top of his game. Should have traded him in March. It would have been more defensible than trading him in September. Michael says Niners are clearly to blame. How do you not have money this offseason and come up with some to pay Hargrave? That money should have been allocated to Bosa. Just trade him for two ones. So I'm wondering <laughs> if Hargrave on some level was here to give them leverage against Bosa. Interesting. The best pass rusher available. Yep. Yeah. I mean, also you're talking about who commands a double team in your front seven, Nick Bosa. Now who commands a double team in your in Hargrave. Your front seven? Hargrave. So in some ways, you're still getting that double team. Yeah. Um, Grant and Larry, best sports combo ever, says TK Yang. Ever. Ever. Wow. Ever. Thank you. Chris Telerico says, it's a long time. Am I wrong or has, hasn't 
the way to run on this team uh, was to go right at the middle or just running at Bosa. Third and five was a running down all last season. It was a running down. And I'd rather run at Bosa than away from Bosa because he does give good effort in backside pursuit, but he's a little undisciplined because every play is a pass rush for him. Though he's damn good against the run. I mean, I, I think, I think, yeah, I think he comes off a block. He's strong. Just, yeah, I mean, he and he gives a max effort against the run. GTC right. Real says it's funny the quest for six involves going cheap in Bosa, letting Ward and Gold walk in lieu of signing Oliver and draft Moody nine and eight. Whew. Don't like the hey. decision to let Ward go. Really no. don't. To me, that was Fine. one of the. To me, if you say what's the worst decision of the offseason, letting Jimmy Ward go, signing Isaiah Oliver as the replacement. Nothing against Isaiah Oliver. I think he's a good player, but Jimmy Ward was a tone setter, and you just keep as many of those tone setters as you can. Yep, you want that. Uh, finding footage says, didn't the Colts trade two ones for Richardson? Did they? I don't know. Can't wait I to watch remember. Eric says, E-Man was championship-level cornerback. We don't have that. Well, let's see about Lenore. Lenore finished last season very, 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 very well. We'll see. Niners rule, can Elijah handle 30 snaps week one? I don't know. I don't know. Well, why would he get it? I mean, you got CMC. He doesn't need 30. Yeah. I don't think Elijah can handle 30 snaps very much, though. He's a small guy with kind of a big man's game. Uh, 30 snaps is too many between the tackles. Mm. Gold Tau says, uh, where can we best stick Bosa on offense? Because he's going to need to play both ways for what he wants. He's the receiving tight end now. Yeah, he's the tight end. tight end. Nathan Flores says the front office is to blame for the Bosa situation. Why wait to training camp to do an extent to do extensions is dumb. Knock it out early, but no, but no. Oh yeah, they thought they were going to save some money by making Bosa sweat. You just made yourself sweat and your fan base and put yourself in the hot seat. MD twenty twenty says, who would you take if you could only keep one for Niners long term? Ayuk or Bosa? Oh man, that is tough. That is tough because I think Ayuk is going to be really good for. Five, six Ayuk. years. Cheaper. Probably has a longer career. I'm scared about Bosa. Look at his brother, man. What's he? What, what's Joey now? I don't know. If Joey's I, what, great, but I mean, Joey's been hurt. Been hurt. Joey's breaking down. TJ's Watts broke breaking down. JJ Watt broke down early. Like I, These guys who aren't necessarily like the greatest athletes, the most natural athletes, but have like been given every single advantage growing up. I don't know. They're maxed out. Great. But what happens when you're 27, 28? I, I, I don't know. Start to break down sometimes. I would say, guy, this isn't just the Niners issue. Clark and Burns holding out. I trade him for Burns. How about that? Trade Brian, Bosa Brian for Burns. Burns. <laughs> uh, Bosa to Carolina for Brian Burns. I like Burns. Burns. I like Burns. I, w- I wouldn't do it straight up, but I, I would do Bryce it. Bryce Young. How about Bryce Young, Burns, and DJ Moore? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? DJ Moore's in Chicago. Bosa's uh, great, right? Trade him for Bryce Young and uh, Brian Burns. How about uh, how about Brian Burns and uh, something somebody good? Deshaun Jameson. How about that? Brian Burns and Deshaun Jameson. I like that. With the Bosa negotiations, <laughs> once you waive the fines for the defensive player of the year, Bosa has all the leverages. Yeah, good thing they they said that already. Niners rule. Pissed off, brother Bob says Grant. Larry finally gets it. Kyle and John Lynch screwed the pooch. James Hennessy says capitalism is to blame. <laughs> Thank you. I'm old. Greg says, what's your guys' opinion on Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison in fantasy? I have Jordan Addison on my team, and I would have taken Zay Flowers. But the only thing is Baltimore runs the hell out of the ball, so 
I think Zay Flowers is probably low volume because the tight end gets the ball a ton. But yeah, Jordan Addison and Jordan, have you seen Jordan Addison? Oh my God. I know you're a Bruin and this guy's a Trojan, but yeah, my he's good. Goodness. He's good. He got Kenny Pickett drafted in round one. Oh, when he was played at Pitt. And Rouse is anyone with a Jefferson. He's going to get yeah. a ball. Rouse is anyone with a brain new once they caved to one year wonder Debo signing Bosa was going to be an issue. Anyone with a brain says Ralph. You got a point. Lucky Luis. Who else remembers Grant calling Purdy noodle arm McGee? Yeah, I think I said that. You threw in a McGee in there. I, I like McGee. I don't know what, what McGee does. Sorry, Lucky. My bad. Sorry, Brock. Eric Mauerman says, Grant, why does everyone downplay Bosa? What Downplay? We just talked about him for half an hour. I don't know. Darius Ali says it's the same horse and pony show every year behind a contract player. Next year, it's B.A. Bosa plays week one. Let's freaking go, Niners. Okay, Darius. He's he's confident. I'm not so Maybe confident. Maybe he's, he's, belie- he's believing in that Friday night signing. But we, here's the thing. What if you sign him on Friday night, Grant, and he's hurt? Gets hurt on Sunday. And you look really bad, too. Can I ask a special request, John Lynch? Can you not please do that? I'm flying to Pittsburgh on Friday, okay? Can you not do this when I'm in the air? Can you do it now or on Saturday? Can you pick one? Knowing Friday would be terrible. They just heard that. Now we know it's going down Friday. Damn. What time it is flight? going to be Friday. John, personal favor. Get it done before or after, man. Can you give me Friday? It's so unfair. They're gonna wait. They're gonna have a somebody at SFO, and they're gonna see you get on the plane. He's on the plane. They're gonna He's say, on the plane. All right. What is it? No. Sheep is landed. No. Those records of that stuff, they can figure it out too. They. Uh, oh well. Well, that's the last one. You stream Colts on trade two ones to Cleveland for Trent Richardson. Trent Speaking Richardson. of awful trades. Oh, Trent Richardson. Yeah. Okay. Did the oh the Colts did eventually bring him in? I think the Raiders brought him in. He was bad, bad, bad. The guy looked great because of Bama, and then he just wasn't very good. Larry, this is a great show. We always get out right at the one hour mark. What do you got going on tonight? Rest of the week, doing call-in show. What's up? I'm gonna be doing a call-in show with my kid. He's out of town right now. Um, Okay, I'm gonna be doing um, a little. Like people can call in with and your kid and you and your kid will be talking to him. Yeah. Yeah, nice. And I kind of like okay. that. It's a lot of fun. Got to be careful. Got to be careful. And we've had we've had some guys who are pretty funny. Um, and then uh, I'll be at camp on when I'll be on the radio tomorrow from 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. Okay. I'm sitting in for Guru on 95.7. By the way, it was great to have you on the other day. Um, and then uh, so let's see. That was uh, so then, then we got um, we got Vish and Jesse and I Thursday night. Big, big show. Friday. Jack Hammer and I, Saturday, the coach will stop by. Um, and then Sunday, we got Niners Steelers, and uh, we'll do a little post game with Kevin, maybe a little baller. Baller's one of my post game guys. I love baller. So, uh, me too. Yeah, baller's a good guy. Hell of a guy. Uh, a couple more. George, you don't worry, Niners fans. Bosa is just trying to pull a Dean Portman from Mighty Ducks 3. He'll be there at just the right moment. Bass Miss Bros. that. Miss that. Mighty Ducks three, Mighty it, Ducks three, the knuckle banger? puck. It was it not really. <laughs> Mike Elliott says simple question for John Lynch. You told us you budgeted the money for Bosa. Did you not read the room like everyone else could? We all knew the cost. Well, we'll see what he says. Pissed, pissed off, brother Bob says Grant. Let's do tequila at SoFi. Must win game. Man, I'm working that day. People always say, "Hey, man, let's meet up and have a drink." Yeah, I'll be done four hours after the final whistle. You hang around. Me and you, man. 
You got to go want three, four year contract. You got to go a park in the parking lot before the game, Grant, and just you know start start you know throwing back uh, you know Patron. Just show up completely just, drunk and get my credential just, taken. That's the way to go. Just, you're yakking in the in the at the media level in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I don't know who I'm rooting for, <laughs> but I'm having a great time. Dude, did you Thanks hear Craig for what? He got dragged out in the fourth quarter. He went to hit the dude. Some of these people party for real in the pregame. I mean, for real. I used All to do that in college uh, when I was overage, <laughs> but. It was like so tiring and you couldn't drink when you're, I don't think they even sold alcohol inside the Rose Bowl when I was there. So you just get really tired around the third quarter. They'd be losing and it's like, okay, we're done. UCLA sucks. Football isn't that much fun anymore. I just remembered that I was just, it was, it was the alcohol. I was enjoying the alcohol. Now I want to go home, but you can't. So you sit out there in the sun, but it's nice. It's Pasadena. You know what I mean? But it's not like the UCLA was going to win the game. Not when I was there. Sorry, McLeod Bethel Thompson, who was the quarterback when I was, shout out McLeod. All right. That's the show. Sac State, too, I believe. Sac State, baby. MD 2020. Real quick, that last Krug and Coach show was fire. Yeah, I would imagine. Two very talented. Oh, Coach was back from Peru, and he was rocking and rolling. All right, guys. Dinner time for me. See you guys tomorrow. 11 a.m. on my pops. See you guys in. See you.